Hello and welcome to another episode of Jen and Hijamis with me, Marvin Schneider, and the always effervescent Jen Ward. Hi, Marvin. Hey, Bubby. And Gunter. <laughs> Looking the part. <laughs> Gunter's a little bit annoyed with me. I don't want to throw him under the bus too bad, but he didn't want to change into his like dress shirt. He had his comfortable little leisure shirt on. <laughs> he's feeling a little bit stiff right now, so he's a little annoyed. Oh, okay. But he'll he's, recover, right? Yeah, he's fine. I don't know if he likes being thrown under the bus either. No. And, um, ooh, look at, look at the sunrise behind us. Behind oh, it's me. so gorgeous there. Mm. I've never lived where there was, like, a, where I'm now, it's just flat plain and stuff. So to see Is mountains. It? Yeah, it's so beautiful. It's something really different for me. Yeah, so the place that we've just moved into um, and I'm setting up so that Jen can come and we're going to obviously live together and be coupled up and working together and all of that good stuff. And um, so uh, it's got a huge balcony overlooking a whole set of hills and mountains all around us. So it's um, it's going to be quite nice. And I think it's going to be a really good environment, Jen, for you and I to work together in synergy. Yeah. I can I can feel the um, energy of the place becoming our own. Yeah. Because, um, you know, I come there in energy, you know. You, you, <laughs> <laughs> you know. And so, um, but I can feel the, the, consciousness of it, the consciousness of it raised, and, and I can feel the elders around it and the support. Like, yeah. um... I don't know if I even told you this, Myron. I, I did an energetic burn to clean out the energy in the apartment the other day, which is just, if people want to do, uh, a, a burn like I do is like different than the, um, than the sage. It's like sage on crack. It's like um, really a lot more effective than sage. Yeah. So what you do is you take, have I ever told the listeners what to do? Because it's like. Uh, I don't think so. So I think it's probably a good idea that you do, actually. Okay. So um, in the old days, when everybody had a fireplace, it was good because the fire burned off stagnant energy. So that was good. But in the present day, you have to like do a burn. Mm -hmm. And um, it's Epsom salts, preferably clean without the, um, the, you know, the oils or essential smells and um, and stuff. Okay, so straight Epsom salt. Yeah, and and you just put them, I do it on a pan on the stove, I don't like, you don't light the pan. Someone made a mistake and lit the pan. But just so you have the exhaust there and an open window. So you put like a little mound of um, Epsom salts and put um, rubbing alcohol in just a you know, little bit to moisten it a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then you light it on, on fire and then you stir in all your intentions to clean out this, clean out that, clean out this. And it's, ooh, it's really powerful. I did. I think I did mention it once because I, I did one for, for um, when the guy was in New York City. He was visiting New York City, and I was protecting him. And I did a burnout on New York City, and it made the inside of my whole apartment all sooty black, because New York City was so toxic. And that after that, is there was a cleanup in New York City and. Times Square, you couldn't go down it because of the crime. But after that, they cleaned it all up. And then it yep. was like a really um, recreational place. It was like tourist friendly and everything. Yep. 
Let me ask you and the listeners as well, can you hear the birds in the background as well? Mm. Not right now, but they were previously. Keep it, just mm. keep an ear out for it, the okay. listeners. Yeah. I look forward to it. I'd love to see some, some parakeets just fly in. I wish we had some birdseed out there. And I, I can't wait to see the gala and the gala. parakeets and kookaburros. Can I see some kookaburros maybe? Um, I haven't seen any here yet. Okay. You want to do the kookaburro song? No, thank you. I learned this. Can I do it? I learned this. In, <laughs> I must have been a precursor. I know. Look at him cringe. I, I learned this in fourth grade, and I remember it. Kookaburro sits in the old gum tree. Merry, merry king of the bushes. He, he laughed. Kookaburro laughed. Kookaburro gave your life must be. <laughs> you and take it, my friend. That's the way. No, thank you. And that's the way you. That's the way things roll with Jen. <laughs> but but isn't that odd that I learned that song and I memorized it at that age and it's like Definitely. But I think there's a whole bunch of synchronicity that we're discovering. Mm-hmm. So things that you knew, learned, whatever, you know, years ago that is gonna become quite important you yeah. know, in your new life in Oz. Actually, I think a lot of my temperament is more like us in a lot of ways, you know, because, um, you know, the, you know, the lack of pretension and um, just like laying it all out there and just like, you mm. know what I mean? I do. Oh. Yeah. So <laughs> what are we going to talk about today? We had a couple of things that we th thought we might talk about. But okay. Do you guys want to update on the um, gopher? <laughs> yes, please. Okay, so it's not just one gopher. So I thought the gopher had just got really big, and, and I was like, oh my gosh, he got huge on all my carrots. Right? I thought it was one little gopher, and he got huge overnight. Hang on, we should provide the listener with a little bit of context just in case they don't know the story. So okay. Jen has a resident tribe of gophers that you oh, feed. You just ruined the story. We thought it oh. was one. Okay, cool. All right. That's okay. But, but that's the whole more, point is that you're yeah. feeding yeah. the gophers. Yeah. I, I'm thinking there's a, I think that there's a litter of three babies. Cause like this, so I'll put out, okay, I'm up to six carrots in one hit. <laughs> Sorry, but I am. And so it's like, I'll put out a carrot and then this baby will come and he'll eat the carrot and then go away. And then another one will come and it's like, wait a minute, you just came. Are you coming back? No, it's another one. So they come in one by one. And All so, right. I think there's only three, but there could be more. I don't know how many is in the litter of gophers. But then the other day, the mother came out, and she's like big, and she's like, oh, oh. and she just sat there, and she just ate, ate the, um, ate the carrots <laughs> as well. The whole six carrots. I, I don't know how they go. I can be out of the room for like a half hour, and all six carrots can be gone, and I don't know how they can eat them that fast. Well. Obviously hungry little gophers. Well, yeah, I, um, I hate to like, you know, I'm not going to be here forever. I'm going to come to Australia. So this is the summer of the carrots for them. And I'm going to feel bad when they're the supply. Hmm. Well, I mean, in the longer run, they need to learn to be self-sufficient. Oh, right? they are. I mean, they have definite opinions because they'll go and they'll say, what's this crap? When I put out the cauliflower, what's this crap? Yeah. <laughs> And then they'll go over to the seed and they'll say, all right. And then they'll look in the glass and say, you know, um, which are carrots. And then um, 
then there's weeds growing up and then they'll say okay we'll eat on this so they they do eat down the weeds a little bit good yeah so what else is happening in genuine healing we're um we're starting to get back into our groove um so the the disruption of me leaving Melbourne, setting up in Wodonga and you know, just setting everything up and unpacking and unpacking and um, it's kind of put us off our game a little bit, um, but we're starting to get back into it. So the important thing is that um, we are actively working on the program for the next workshop, which is Sunday, um, July 18th, 2 p.m. New York time. Yeah. So, Jen, do you want to tell the listener a little bit about that workshop? So, the people who attended the last one said how dynamic it is. I mean, it's like, yeah. it's like, I don't know how to explain it to people because I see what else is out there as far as what's being, inst- and it's like revolutionary. It's just what we what we do here is so clean and energy. It's not a lot of mental stuff, and it's not. It's just like. It's almost like a, a spiritual vitamin. So when when they attend, I don't know. <laughs> it's not even what we say. Um, the programs, which you and I go over those programs, and that's that's where the work happens and stuff. Like that's like exhaust, and we can like spend like three or four hours on it, like we did today. Yeah. And it's like whoa, we're floored and everything mm-hmm. because it's just the intensity of it. So um, definitely what we're doing here is the upgrade to, to spirituality. I don't know how else to say it. It's, it's not done with a lot of mental like instruction. It's just giving yeah. the individuals the knowingness that they need. And, and, and what happens is it just feels like it's coming through osmosis, like they know now. They know. And it's like, yeah, you know, because we, we poured it into, into you. And yeah. Listen so. to the birds in the background. Aww. Can you hear them? Yeah. Oh, that sounds like nests. There's, um, there must be a whole flyby going on. <laughs> well, it sounds like it's a, a nest, like the babies are crying for food and stuff. Oh, no, no. These are definitely, they're glass that are um, screeching out as they're flying past. So That's glass? Um, I'm pretty sure, yeah. So wow. that'd be doing a flyby so there'll be a pack of about half a dozen and they'll be in formation flying past so your 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 birds over there seem so flamboyant compared to the birds here yeah the other thing is that um they they live long so they're very smart mm-hmm. and uh they're quite easy to they they're great at mimicking mm-hmm. and um they'll pick up human speech patterns quite readily so so i want i want us to feed the birds and the birds to come around when we're out there and then i can start talking to the birds and then they can all start cackling like i do can you imagine how annoying (laughs) that will be to to you if they all start laughing like me (laughs) yep (laughs) i wasn't baiting you it's just it was rhetorical but i can imagine it it would be annoying yeah. All right. Sorry to interrupt. So we're talking about the workshop. Yeah. Oh, no, the, sorry. We're talking about the prior workshops and the, the, the reaction that people were having. Well, the reaction I was having, I, I mean, I gave so much for the last workshop 
it took all this time to recover. Yeah. And like, like, <laughs> I, I, I can't even describe the exhaustion that happens from doing this. Yeah. And then um, finally getting bounced back, and I'm like, why are we doing another one so quickly? And it's like the adepts. So, we, so, so you got on me to like work on the program because what I do is I write out the program, um, like whatever they tell me. Yeah. And then I write it out, and then we go through it. You try to interpret it into like human kind of language that's not goofball language yeah. and stuff. So, um, but so we're starting to do that today, and it's like. What the adepts are telling me, it makes such perfect sense why more people aren't working with the adepts Okay, now. So, so we should let the listener know that the next workshop on July 18th, um, 2 p.m. New York time, it's called Befriending the Adepts. Yes. And so this workshop is all about teaching the participants how to commune with the adepts. And, the, and I just want to give a... a titillation here, there is a very specific thing people need to do to work with the adepts that they're not doing right now. And it's revolutionary and it's so silly. You know? Yep. And you're going to uncover, unpack that. Oh my gosh. So what's interesting is um, what's interesting is how important the SFT tapping is to working with the adults to like change the vibratory rate because it's like living like the the human consciousness is like I'm sorry but it's like a cesspool these days. <laughs> Why are you saying sorry to me? I know that. Oh, okay, yeah, but it's sorry. I don't want to offend anybody and give the visual of the cesspool, but it's like swimming Got in it. a cesspool. And so it's like anything that you can do here is like, you know, like even like anything of the spiritual practices of of old are still swimming in a cesspool because they've yeah. all been contaminated. So the SFT is a clear thing to clean out the consciousness. Yeah, so how cool do you think it would be to be able to walk around 24-7 knowing that you have a direct channel to either an adept, a number of adepts, or any yeah, so wouldn't that be really cool just to be... Yeah, I know you do that all the time. <laughs> what I'm trying to say is what you're offering the participants in the workshop is an ability to do what you do. And so that's what I'm saying. How cool is that going to be? Yeah, because what's cool about it is... And this is like where the ego has to get like lambasted in me. And I get my layers ripped off all the time. I see people out there who are learning from me who go and do things that amaze me. It's like wow, you surpassed me in a lot of ways and stuff. And it's like, I could be jealous, but that would be the ego and stuff. And I have to remember like, oh, wow, this is like awesome. Because like you, when you first met me and, and you said in business that, and remember I used to get offended, like you need, we need like a hundred gems. <laughs> yes. Out in the, but, but what's happening with the people who are attending those workshops is yep. they're becoming, I mean, I downloaded everything I am into into them, and and they're reporting back that they're having these abilities. Yeah. Like this one person, um, she's going to massage school like I did, and already she's picking up the different modalities. She's seeing past lifetimes. She's um, 
interacting with the clients in a way that's not typical massage. She just started out, and she's yeah. already got access to all that I talk about and more. And it's like, wow, good, good. She's starting out where, where I was, and even better because of, you know, and that if there's one thing I'm proud of about in myself is I'm proud that I'm able to share everything and not hang on to anything as an ego-based thing. I completely concur. Thank you, baby. Yep. Um, and of course, once you get here, um, we're going to be converting one of the bedrooms in this place as a uh, your hands-on healing studio. Mm. And I didn't even get to like tell you all about the different massages. I didn't even tell you. Can I just tell you about myofascial release? Because it's so cool. Yes. Um, and just to, again, to give the listener context, the oh, yeah. previous Jen and the Jamis episode, if you haven't watched it, was all about various hands-on healing techniques and modalities that you've picked up over time. Mm -hmm. So there's something called myofascial release, which is so cool. People can do this for their self to mind center. Um, so what it is is like, think of think of um, the connective tissue of the body as like as like um, this wrap and like saran wrap because we talked about that with um, um, connective tissue, um, loosening the connective tissue. But mm -hmm. what also happens through wear and tear is it seems to wind up through stress. So it right. twists. So I like to think of it like, think, think of your arm attached to the body as a yo-yo string, on a yo-yo string. And what happens is the connective tissue twists, twists. And you know how you can keep twisting yo-yo in one way and it gets really tight? Yeah. And then you just like let the yo-yo loose? Yep. And then it just unwinds. Well, there's a way to unwind it in the body, and I'll show you on Gunther. So what you basically do is all you do is just you take one limb and you pull it. Mm -hmm. You pull the arm and just hold it. And you can actually start feeling it unwind. And if you hold it in that pull, and then you, and then the arm will want to do what it wants to do, and you let it do it, and it'll unwind on its own. And then you can feel it getting longer and looser, and it brings instant relief. Wow. And then when you do it to the leg, what you do is just you lift the leg on its own. Okay, you just lift the leg, and then the leg will take over, and it'll go in different patterns. It'll unwind how it needs to. And then it'll stretch up, and it'll go to the side, really. And it'll be amazing how much that leg can stretch. I can't wait to do this to you, Marvin. <laughs> <laughs> and then, um, and then, um, this is a pleasant experience, right? Oh, oh, it's amazing. It's like, oh my, okay, cool. Gosh. So, just to, so it's not a torture process. No, no, no. I do have some of the, no, no, I don't. Yeah. The, the deep tissue, but this is much yeah. preferable. It's really pleasant. It's, it's torture for me because it's a lot of hard work yeah. and stuff. And here's the thing you can do myofascial on your dog. Or your cat and oh. what you do is you take their tail because they hold a lot of tension in their tail yeah. so you take their tail it's easier you get your cat used to doing it by um when you pet them to the body you pet their you pet their tail and then you pull a little bit and let them mm -hmm. walk away and as they try to walk away you hold their tail and then and then you hold it for a little and then let it go yeah. 
Yeah. And then you, and they'll come back for more because it feels good. And you do that over and over and pull their tail. And what you're doing is loosening the myofascial in their tail, which is where they hold a lot of tension. Now with a dog, you can do that. You can hold their tail at the base, and then you, you, you know, they're easier, more, more pliable and stuff, and they let you do anything. So, sorry about the movement, but so you take the tail and you, you rock the whole dog by the tail, and it's that that rocking motion is like called kambiki, and what it does is it releases a lot of issues that way, but it's also it's pulling out the connective tissue. So you combine and two or three different kinds of massage just in that one movement for your dog. And a lot of dogs, and you can do the same thing with their ears. You can pull on their ears and then just hold it and just pull it and then it releases a lot of tension in them. So, and the really cool thing is um, I was just uh, learning about this as I'm editing the SFT Lexicon second edition book. So there's a whole section in there about how you can help your pets release in that way. Yeah. And so some of those techniques um, yeah. I was editing just a few days ago, and I'm starting to get back in the process of editing. So yeah. it's just another one of those things that we're doing. So, um, yeah. Well, it's a huge shift that you moved to Wodonga, and I want to I wanna really say thank you for listening. Like, like... The, to your credit, like when I have a wacky thing, or actually you came up with Badanga just in a dream, they said go, and then the adept said yes, yes, like we're creating a, a super city besides yep. Melbourne and Sydney yep. and stuff. So just talking about the synchronicity again, right? Um, mm -hmm. So we're looking for a place in Melbourne, we're trying, 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 there's a lot of competition and we just weren't getting anywhere there's nothing that was available that we liked and as an act of desperation well that's not, actually that's not quite true but in one of my dream states I just got the nudge to widen the search parameter outside of Melbourne and so um, we did and then isn't it isn't this the way to tell me honestly if this yeah. is true so then um, when I woke up I was uh, video conferencing with Jen we were sharing screens and looking at um, looking at various properties and this property came up in Wodonga right straight yes. away and then straight away um, I called the agent and bang it just happened like mm -hmm. that so on some of the properties in Melbourne that we were interested in it was taking weeks and weeks and weeks to you know jump through hoops through the agents and whatever and they just weren't responsive and on this one you know um, I had a dream to widen the search parameter. We did it, you know, shared screens on video conference. We found this place. I called the agent, and within a day, bang, we had mm -hmm. been accepted. And then from then on, we're back. You know, we're in the moving mode. So yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. that's the crazy way that synchronicity works. You got to listen to those nudges. You can't. So so one way I help you gauge, like like. Like you, if you ever, you don't, you're not a worrier, but if you ever like worry about the future, I say, Marvin, you can't gauge the future by the present because a year ago you could not have foreseen that you'd be on a, on a, a YouTube channel with this wacky chick with <laughs> With inanimates. Yeah, yeah, and, and, and doing the things you're doing, editing all these books and all this, spending 
hours and hours a day, you know, on social media issues and and things yeah. that you never even had an interest in before. So, 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 yeah. So the big thing about that is you you listen and you're open. And when I have a suggestion, and and we both gauge it, it's just really beautiful synergy when we we both you know pay attention to what each other is is experiencing and the red flags and the reasons and everything yeah. but it was it's a huge shift um when we did you know that when we were looking at houses in melbourne that the ones the, the ones um that i was willing to look at were the ones that gave me less of a panic attack to because when you show me a house i'm actually in the house and so I have to go in the house and I go, um, this one is freaking me out. It's too tight. Or, so, so most of them gave me a panic attack. Just, yeah. So I don't get that here at all. This is like, oh. yeah, it's going to be so cool. Um, yeah. So, um, we're working hard to get Jen here and we really appreciate your support. Um, for the audience, the listeners. Oh. And uh, um, one way that you can support, yeah, and we get a lot of very nice comments and thanks for that. Um, one way you can support uh, in a very tangible way is to sign up for uh, the next workshop and um, uh, keep, keep the support. Or a session. Session's a great way. Wow. Because this is how, you know, like, um, like I do a lot like for free and I'm happy to do that and stuff, but I do yeah. have to make some kind of income. And, and now I, you know. Well, now we you've got a motivation because mm -hmm. we, we want to get you here. So. I know. I know people don't realize how expensive it is. I didn't realize, but, but yeah. um, like lawyer fees, lawyer's fees are thousands of dollars and stuff. They certainly are. But um, yeah, I'm not complaining, but it, the next big chunk is to like, we got you there, which is huge. And now to get me there is like, we're hoping it goes smoothly and people are sending their intentions and those are greatly appreciated, so. Yeah. So yes, yeah, so thank you for all the support. Mm-hmm, yeah. What else do we want to talk about in this episode? We don't have to well, uh, go, you know, uh, complete the entire journey. We can always sort of break things down into multiple episodes. All right, yeah, so can I just, I was watching something the other day about Mr. Rogers. I don't, I wish you knew Mr. Rogers. No, see, this is the thing. I've never, never had the experience. So Mr. Rogers had this, um, you have public television over there, right? Mm -hmm. So Mr. Rogers was this, this mild-mannered man who wasn't, you know, and he was just so kind. And it was like... You know, you would overlook his show because he was just so kind, and he he used to like do everything. It was just really boring. His show was really boring, but it was meant to be boring because he didn't like he didn't like how public television. He was going to be a missionary when he was younger, but he decided not to go into um, missionary because he saw television come on the forefront, and he saw how it was being used in a horrific way. Like, even for children, he saw, like, slapstick and how they were degrading each other, and he wanted to revolutionize television to make it be used for kindness. So he had this way of, like, talking, and um, he had songs, there's a beautiful day in the neighborhood, 
a beautiful day for beauty. Would you be mine? Could you be mine? Won't you be my neighbor? Oh, I've always wanted to have a neighbor just like you. So, so, and then, um, and so, like, very calm, born and stuff, but what he was doing, he liked the stillness. He was training children that they were important. And, um, and he was instilling that stillness has a, has a, has a place. So everyone else speeds up television, oh, quick, quick, quick. And he slowed it down, like, you could have, like, a 10-minute, um, um, part on the show of watching a turtle walk across the room and talking <laughs> to the turtle and everything. Wow. But he intentionally, everything was intentional. And there would be like these hostile militant groups against him because he said that um, you were innately of value. They, they resented that. They say, oh, you don't have to try. Oh, he's a communist. You don't have to try. And it, it, they, they mis construed what he was saying. It's like, you don't have to try to be of value. And, and what, and he used puppets and these children would talk to him. And it felt like I was watching this documentary on his life the other day. And it felt like what we're doing here, Marvin, is taken up where, where Mr. Rogers left off. Wow. Well, because, because it's like, he died and it was like this lost thing. It's like, who's going to take up a cause for the children? But if you think about it, the children grew up and they still have the need to be valued. So what yep. we're doing here is valuing children of all ages hmm. and valuing and teaching them their importance and um, teaching them to be kind and accountable. I mean, just the way you talk to me is very, people learn from that because um, I don't, I don't even know if you know this or not, but besides doing the healing work, I've never been treated with such kindness or even with respect from hmm. a man before. Hmm. That's so I know. Well, and I don't think I'm the only one. So, hmm. uh, so like lots of times, like at the beginning of working with you, I was always waiting for you to like go off on me and to yell at me and to blame me and stuff. And you see, I would even have those reactions even when you didn't do anything, because it was like, it was what I was used to just being yelled at for just existing. Yeah. So you're unprogramming all of that and allowing me to be present. And that's what Mr. Rogers did for people. Yeah. And I think that's why it's so important that um, we get you over here so that we can you know, continue that um, close proximity. Mm -hmm. So that's yeah. what we're working towards, folks. Yeah. All right. Um, that's a lovely episode. Um, listen to the birds in the background. As, so when, when you're watching this, um, watch it again. Watch it twice. And just keep an ear out for the, uh, the birds in the background. They were nuts. I think they were saying, I think they were coming in to say hello. <laughs> I think so too. We're going to have such amazing experiences. Wait till you see when these parakeets come up to me and all this, and they come right up to us. I'm so looking forward to that. I'll tell you a 
quick story in closing. Um, so I was out in the bush, out in the mountains somewhere uh, one day a couple of years ago, and um, I was eating my hamburger, and this, did I ever tell you the story? This kookaburra came from the tree, and he basically took out the hamburger from, you know, I was literally biting it, and this kookaburra came straight through, took it out of my mouth, and then flew off back into the tree. And I was looking up at him, you know, saying, you know, <laughs> obviously I wasn't very happy, right? And I said, mm-hmm. yeah, you, you know, whatever. And then he flew down and he sat on my shoulder and I was patting him. He was, and this is out in the wild. This is not a tame kookaburra. And by the way, I'm not even sure you can tame a kookaburra, but anyway. So there's, there's that as an experience. So do you think he felt bad? Do you think he was saying thank you? <laughs> uh, maybe. I think you were saying sorry, Bob, but I didn't know it meant so much to you. <laughs> See, here's the funny thing. I did not know that kookaburras were carnivores, but they mm. eat meat. Well, did you know that some bees are carnivores? So I've, I've actually given, like when I've been on picnics and stuff, I've given <laughs> up my chicken and no I watched them strip down layers of meat from my chicken, roll it up on their little tongues and like bob along and carry it off. And it's like... <laughs> Wait a minute, is that normal for a bee to eat meat like that? So I don't know if they mated with some killer bees down the road or something, but... Well, they might do. What a weird way to end an episode. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Jen, Babsy, um, Gunter. Thank you, listeners. Please like, share, subscribe, uh, comment, and if you're inclined, sign up for the next workshop. It's going to be great. Thank you so much for listening. Bye for now. Bye.
spinning out of control It feels like you're leaving, leaving Let your blood run You You're so far away Talk to me, talk to me, talk to me, please. 